From the capital city, I'm Kevin Allen. Alaska Republican U.S. House candidate Tara Sweeney says she plans to end her campaign. Sweeney says she does not see a path to victory or to raise the money needed to be successful in the November general election. Sweeney was positioned in fourth place following last week's U.S. House primary as Alaska elections officials continue to count ballots. She was far behind the top finishers, Democrat Mary Peltola and Republican Sarah Palin and Nick Baggage, who are already set to advance to the November general election. Sweeney said she would file paperwork to withdraw from the race, but did not say when. She did not say if she would endorse anyone. Republican Charlie Pierce has advanced to the November general election in the race for Alaska governor. Pierce is the mayor of the Kenai Peninsula borough, who is running with Edie Grunwald. Pierce joins Republican Governor Mike Dunleavy, independent former Governor Bill Walker, and Democrat Les Gara in advancing from last week's primary. Alaska elections officials are violating voters' rights by not providing a process through which voters can fix mistakes on mail ballot envelopes. A lawsuit filed Tuesday alleges the lawsuit was filed on behalf of the Arctic Village Council, League of Women Voters of Alaska, and two voters who the complaint says made mistakes on their ballot envelopes in the June special U.S. House primary that resulted in their ballots being rejected. One of the voters, Joyce M. Anderson, inadvertently included an incorrect voter identifier, and the other, Edward H. Toll IV, mistakenly thought a witness signature was not needed, the lawsuit states. A voter identifier could include a date of birth or driver's license number, the complaint says. Alaska embraces renewable and alternative energy like no other place. Governor Mike Dunleavy spoke at the Alaska Minerals Conference on Tuesday. The conference began on Monday in Fairbanks. He pointed out a pair of mining operations in the state, including one in southeast, that are integral to modern life, from cell phones to fighter jets. The Ambler Mining District is rich in cobalt and copper, two minerals that an electrified future cannot do without. The Boken Mountain Prospect on Prince of Wales Island is equally rich in heavy, heavy rare earths, vital to both our personal zones and the chips that control our fifth-generation fighter jets. Dunleavy said that Alaska will remain an oil and gas powerhouse for many years to come. We still are an oil and gas giant, and we will be for some time to come. We aren't going to transition from almost 100 million barrels per day to zero overnight. Policies that attempt to eliminate fossil fuels faster than the market will allow are not only destined to fail, but they hurt the people of the least means here and around the world. Also, Alaska's U.S. Senate delegation spoke to barriers to mining and other resource development during the Alaska Minerals Conference. Senator Dan Sullivan explained that Alaska has a majority of the minerals needed for the national economy and security. This is from the from the critical uh, minerals summit 10 years ago at UAF with DNR. Said relative to Alaska, the American Resources Policy Network issued a report titled "Reviewing Risk, Critical Minerals, and National Security." This thing they called the Risk Pyramid, and it said of the 46 metals and minerals identified by this group and U.S. government studies that were needed for, that were needed for national security and economic security. 39 the 46 minerals and metals are located in Alaska. I mean, that's it. We have such a huge potential for our country in terms of what they need. 
U.S. Senator Lisa Murkowski joined Senator Sullivan during the conference. Murkowski stressed that as the country moves towards renewables, many of the minerals needed are being mined in other countries. When we look to minerals and mineral sources, China, China occupies a lot of space. It comes to what they have. Other countries, when you think about the Congo and, and the, the, the grip that they hold uh, on, on cobalt, a very essential, uh, critical mineral for the world right now as we are moving towards, towards this new world of, of renewables. So what does it mean for us in this country in terms of our, our vulnerability? What does it mean in terms of policies that need to be put in place? As part of the Inflation Reduction Act, Murkowski said that Senator Manchin, the chairman of the U.S. Energy and Natural Resources Committee, negotiated a deal where the Senate leadership will be taking up a permitting reform bill. She said the bill has just been outlined to lawmakers in broad strokes. We haven't seen the actual draft. We haven't seen the actual language. Most of us haven't. But it is something that for some, it is going to be a really, really, really tough to swallow because it will will actually make a difference, I think, when it comes to the not only permitting for the renewables, but it will also help us on the oil and gas side as well. So how how they uh, how those who have been pushing back um, for so many years in this in this area now going to have to reconcile U.S. Senators Lisa Murkowski and Dan Sullivan. An Alaska State Corporation is the only remaining leaseholder in the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge that intends to pursue plans to explore for oil and gas on the refuge's coastal plain after another private company gave up its lease in the region. The U.S. Bureau of Land Management says Connect Armed Services asked to have its lease rescinded and its lease payments refunded. The Anchorage Daily News reports Kinnick Armed Services was one of the two private companies that won leases in a lease sale last year. The other oil company, Regenerate Alaska, previously gave up on its lease. The Alaska Industrial Development and Export Authority retains its leases. Last week, the Alaska State Troopers laid a headstone for Robin Pelkey, a longtime unidentified victim of serial killer Robert Hansen. Due to trooper efforts with genetic genealogy, law enforcement was able to identify Pelkey's remains and honor her grave with a new marker reading her name. Scientist Patricia Busby worked on the case. I think today is meaningful because for so long she was only known as Horseshoe Harriet or Jane Doe. I think it's so important to have her name given back to her, her identity. Um, so her story can be told. Um, she was meaningful. She meant something to her family. Now she means something to all of us. Randy McPherson also worked on the case as an investigator. Glad that we could finally do this for her and her family. And um, it just kind of uh, puts a book into the a very, very long case. A lot of work that went involved in this. And just uh, very, very satisfied and grateful to have been participating in this case and glad to finally give her name back. The audio comes courtesy of the Alaska Department of Public Safety. According to the department, genetic genealogy has been a powerful tool in recent years for identifying remains of victims and suspects in high-profile trooper cases. 
a member of the military charged with manslaughter in a fiery crash that killed two people in Alaska told authorities he was so drunk he didn't remember driving. That's according to charging documents filed in the case against 23-year-old Matthew Davis. The Anchorage Daily News reports he also faces driving under the influence charges in the incident early Sunday that police say involved him hitting three vehicles in and near downtown Anchorage. Police say they have not yet identified the two people killed, and they are awaiting official confirmation of one victim's identification through dental records. Charging documents say the two people died before firefighters could extricate them from the vehicle. Electric buses and construction of the Valley Transit Center are a pair of issues Rory Watt addressed on Action Line. We're, uh, you know, actively tracking federal legislation. Uh, you know, we're making a big effort on electrifying our capital transit fleet. Uh, we've continued to be successful in getting uh, grants to buy electric buses. Popular idea. It takes a long time to get an electric bus. You can't just call up the dealer and say, hey, send me some of those electric buses that are sitting in your parking lot. Okay, uh, where? Juneau, Alaska. <laughs> that happens to me all the time in yeah, UK. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I, a new electric bus takes a couple years. I mean, the manufacturers are building up capacity uh, and some of the federal programs incentivize um, them to increase their supply chain for production. Watt said a downtown electric circular bus for tourists coming off cruise ships might be a possibility. We're also looking at a downtown circulator study uh, and maybe, you know, moving people around. That could be with an electric fleet. So a lot of ideas out there. Yeah, and I heard the idea got $2 million further the other day. For the uh, electric bus For electric busing. Yeah, yeah. No, we've been very successful in the uh, Federal Transit Authority grant program. Juno City Manager Rory Watt. When we woke up this morning to uh, to the news, kind of surprised, actually. Um not necessarily a bad thing, just uh, certainly one of those things we certainly had no reason to know it might be coming. That was Juno Chamber Executive Director Craig Dahl on Action Line reacting to the announcement that Norwegian Cruise Lines will donate their undeveloped waterfront property to Huna Totem Corporation. Dahl noted the corporation's current tourism development. What's interesting is Huna Totem, um, of course, uh, over this past many years has been developing Icy Strait Point. Uh, in Huna and has done an amazing job over there and then this last uh, this last addition over there was a joint project with NCL on a new dock and infrastructure and their um, their gondolas and, and whatnot and of course we had Mickey Richardson from Huna Totem speak last week at the chamber about their other expansion um, down into Prince of Wales Island so I mean it's kind of a natural a natural step big step Norwegian originally won the competitive bid for the last waterfront parcel for $20 million in 2019. Huna Totem plans to lead efforts to develop a new pier and related infrastructure on the parcel and is expecting to submit plans for the year-round facility before the end of the year. That would bring Juno to five cruise docks. That's really in keeping with uh, when we had the uh, Visitor Industry Task Force and we had a lot of discussion on, you know, you know, how much more is more, How much, what should be max. Um, I think the sense was that one more dock pretty much was it. I think when it was being discussed, there was some commitment, and I say that carefully, um, on NCL's part that they would only more, there would only be one ship tied up to that, to that pier. Um, there's some assumption that five ships at pier would eliminate um, 
anchorage in the middle of the harbor for a fifth or for a sixth large ship wouldn't prevent a small ship from 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 that but um, I would say that's ne- not necessarily ever been finalized, but I think that's the sense is that's it. That's pretty much uh, you've got your capacity right there. Una Totem is working with Gold Belt to assist with the development and operations of the waterfront property. In addition to Gold Belt and Huna Totem, the development group includes Jensen Yorba Wall Architects and Alaska Commercial Contractors from Juno and Turnagate Marine, an Anchorage-based peer developer. Angoon Mayor Maxine Thompson spoke to News of the North this week about water issues in the village. She had some good news, saying that a new water operator is now fully certified. Our water plant operator just completed his online water treatment level one course, and he passed with very good scores. So we're really happy with that. Some time back, uh, the city requested to be put on a boiled water notice because Our chlorine pump was malfunctioning, and we didn't want to to take any chances. Thompson also spoke about why Angoon residents sometimes see coloration in their water. When we tried to uh, bypass and to use the downtown uh, tanks, that's when we get uh, a little bit of color in our water. And actually old uh, houses with, with old plumbing. Well, get that, you know, happening in the spring, you know, and all you do is flush it out. So, but anyway, we're not taking any chances. We're working closely with um, James Latimer and also uh, our remote maintenance guy who was just in town. She also spoke about how important it was to get a company from Sitka to help. So when we had our water emergency in January, I was really glad they were able to tap into Sitka Electric and bring the guy out here because... You know, it had gone from, we are no longer patient and waiting on the list. We need the guy now. So we're looking at um, all of our uh, water setup so that we're, we're not going to be caught in that same situation again. Meanwhile, Angoon will benefit from Governor Dunleavy's pledge to increase VPSOs in rural Alaska. That's according to Thompson. Angoon is getting uh, new VPSOs. Two, as a matter of fact, because they're a husband and wife team. They should be here the first week of September towards the end of that first week. I'm sure there's a lot of uh, contributing factors, housing and training and, you know, um, their physical and all of that play into that. Angoon Mayor Maxine Thompson. Today, President Biden could announce a plan on how to lessen or forgive student loan debt. ABC News Chief White House Correspondent Cecilia Vega has more. Sources are saying that they're looking at forgiving up to $10,000 in loans for people who make $125,000 a year or less. They're also looking at extending this federal moratorium on student loan debt. That's been in place throughout much of this pandemic. And really, it could end up meaning that millions of Americans could have zero debt and millions more could have that debt reduced by half. Never miss a story or a newscast at KINYradio.com. Now you're up to date. For News of the North, this is Kevin Allen.